and welcome to the podcast. This episode, it's just me. Yep, it's Phil, and I'm going to be talking to you about last night, well, last night as I record this, BAFTA Awards. Yes, the awards that once you could always tell who was going to win because they were the only people there, have now once again got glam and flash and take their place in the heart of the UK and worldwide award system. Uh, the BAFTAs are now seen as a very good nod to who will get the Oscars next week in LA. Although, to be fair, not always spot on, but it is an indicator. So I think judging by last night's uh, award show, we can say that pretty much without a shadow of a doubt, 1917 is going to be doing all right next week at the Oscars. And actually, you know, it will do, right? It's got, like, the historic element that the Oscars love. It's got people that have been injured. It's got kind of that real-life element to it. These are all the things that the Oscars love. If, if it had someone in a wheelchair going through the battlefields of World War One, then, you know, you could 100% guarantee that would be a shoo-in. It is odd, however, that, you know, obviously BAFTA's heavily nominated, uh, sorry, the um, 1917 heavily nominated, but actually um, not many awards for acting in that film, which is always a weird one when you kind of say, this is the best film with the best cinematography uh, and the best screenplay, um, and the acting was okay. Uh, kind of goes back to the point when 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 Titanic many many years ago won <coughs> was nominated sorry for about twenty eight billion Oscars um but no screenplay Oscar which for anyone who's seen Titanic will not surprise you so um <coughs> before we go through the awards I'm gonna have a little talk about the Baftas as an award show so last night Graham Norton inherited the uh, the Baftas mantle from Stephen Fry who was always excellent and Joanna Lumley who always wasn't. Um, and to be fair, I was kind of happy to see someone as seasoned as Graham Norton taking over the role of the presenter, but <clears throat> it all felt very televisual. It all felt very safe. It all felt pretty boring. And, you know, Graham Norton once again really failed to bring much life to the award show. And I don't think he had much of a connection with the audience either. Um, you know, the, some of his jokes were okay, a lot of them didn't land, and again, I think that's that that kind of mix of of being a chat show host, hosting a big award show, and it doesn't always work. Sometimes the audience needs someone they can connect to better. Albeit, his joke about loving every film ever because he's a chat show host was actually very, very funny, as was the, uh, the Joker remark about the story of a white man who makes himself even whiter. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, the lack of non-white and often non-female nominees was a massive part of the show, and, and, and Graham Norton did a superb job in that regard of actually kind of pulling that to the forefront and, and making sure it was mentioned, um, as did many, many, many others during the night. Um, so Taika Waititi, uh, he won uh, Best Adapted Screenplay for Jojo Rabbit, and he was very, very funny, as you would expect from a guy who is very, very funny. Um, but he did not win the award for uh, best award speech of the night. That went to Brad Pitt via Margot Robbie, uh, who who couldn't be there. Uh, Brad Pitt couldn't be there. Margot Robbie was. And uh, Margot Robbie um, did a fantastic job of reading a pre-prepared uh, speech from Brad Pitt, which was 
absolutely hysterical. Not least the, hey, Britain, heard you just become single. Welcome to the club joke, uh, which was very good. There was also lots and lots of jokes around Prince Harry and um, awkwardly one about Prince Andrew. Uh, And every time they did them, the cameras cut to Wills and Kate in the audience. And it's fair to say they looked slightly uncomfortable, as you'd probably imagine. Um, So that was good. Um, Best Probably highlight of the whole night for me was uh, Rebel Wilson. Uh, Rebel Wilson was absolutely hysterical. Um, Not least for jokes like this year you're all getting a gifting wallet, which coincidentally the nickname for my vagina, um, which was very, very funny. Um, Then several jokes at the expense of cats. uh, And again, kind of other jokes around um, female directors not being nominated in the director category it was a smart speech it was a funny speech and um you know for me it definitely put rebel wilson's stock up um even further she was absolutely brilliant and and genuinely was really really funny uh actually in terms of kind of good speeches um whilst i'm not normally the uh a big fan of actors going out and doing the preachy preachy bit um, Joaquin Phoenix did a fantastic job of addressing the lack of diversity in the nominees this year. And he's right. You know, if nothing else, I could I can think of like Eddie Murphy for Dolomite Is My Name should have been at least nominated in an award show somewhere. He was absolutely fantastic. And there are many, many, many other great actors of colour that could have been nominated in roles. But they weren't. And Joaquin Phoenix did a superb job of kind of raising this, but without, you know, being too, too preachy. And uh, single line of the night probably goes to um, Hugh Grant, who, when Renee Zellweger had just collected the award for Best Actress for her role in Judy, um, came on stage and said, um, he referenced back to Bridget Jones and said, uh, first of all, very well done, Jones. Uh, That was a very, very, very silly little dress, I thought. Very funny by Hugh Grant, brilliantly timed and and well welcomed in what was becoming a little bit kind of serious at that point. So kind of overall, yep, yeah, it was a it was an interesting um you know it was an interesting enough show, but you know you could also go fast forward through some of it. Um, let's talk for the winners. Uh, best film went to 1917, beating The Irishman, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. Um, outstanding British film also went to 1917. I think by by the time you got to the best film overall, you kind of knew which way it was going. Best director, uh, Sam Mendes beat out Martin Scorsese, Todd Phillips, Quentin Tarantino and Bong Joon-ho. I think Tarantino probably, you know, was, you could tell on his face, he was like, yeah, this just isn't going my way tonight. Leading actress, I went to Renee Zellweger for Judy, not Sinnott. I'm not that bothered, to be honest. Leading actor went to, I think, very deservedly, uh, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. If he wins the Oscar for Joker, he'll be, you know, the first, I think, the, the, the first character to win two awards. So, obviously, the Joker by Heath Ledger and then the Joker by Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, obviously very very different films supporting actor uh unsurprisingly went to brad pitt he's cleaned up in this category across the board um beating pesci pacino hopkins and hanks supporting actress went to laura dern i've not seen marriage story yet i do really want to see it but she beat out scarlett johansson florence Pugh, margot robbie and margot robbie i would like to see margot robbie get that for bombshell i thought she was excellent in a in a small and understated role 
Adapted screenplay went to Taika Waititi. Um, he was it was worth a win just for the uh, just for the the speech. Um, best uh, original screenplay went to the pair behind Parasite, and I'm not even going to pretend that I can pronounce some of the names. Best debut by a British writer, director, or producer. Mark Kermode will be happy because one of his favourite films of last year, Bait, uh, won that award. Uh, they showed some clips of that. Going to be honest, not something that, that seems that interesting to me. Um, Hilda Gudnuntur, <clears throat> sorry, Hilda, um, won for Joker for best original score. Again, that was very, very well deserved. Roger Deakins, after not winning anything ever, um, then goes and becomes the front runner to get his second Oscar after winning cinematography for 1917, uh, beating out The Irishman, Joker, Le Mans 66 and The Lighthouse. E.E. Rising Star Award went to Michael Ward. Film not in an English language, unsurprisingly, went to Parasite. Documentary went to Fosama. Uh, animated film went to Claws, which surprised me. Beating out um, Sean the Sheep movie Farmageddon, Toy Story 4, which I think was probably the favourite. And Frozen 2, which I have no idea why it was in there. Uh, casting. Mm. <clears throat> Let's talk about casting. Winner went to Joker. Uh, there's now a BAFTA for casting. I'm not sure how long the BAFTA for casting has been around, but I can tell you that there's still not a BAFTA for action films. Or, sorry, action choreography or stunts. Now, for me, this is an issue, right? 1917, the film that won the Academy Award, uh, sorry, won the BAFTA, without stunt teams, couldn't have happened. And actually, if you look at... 1917, The Irishman, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, possibly even Parasite, you know. None of those films would have been possible without a stunt team. But still, we do not have a BAFTA or an Academy Award for stunt or action design. And in a world where you can get an award for casting, I think that's pretty criminal. Not that I'm dissing casting directors, they do a very fine job, but still. So I think, you know, Joker won that award. Um, I think it says a lot. Editing, surprisingly, uh, went to Le Mans 66, which did surprise me because uh, I thought potentially Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, might pick that one up. Production design, 1917. Costume design, Little Women. Hair and makeup for Bombshell. Um, you know, stick a few prostheses on and, and you win an award, apparently. Sound for 1917, not surprising. Special visual effects for 1917, uh, which is fantastic because I have good friends um, who worked on that team uh, on the practical side. So it was great to see them winning and, and kind of beating out Avengers, Irishman, Lion King. Lion King? Lion King's an animated film, people. Let's just get over that fact. Everything in the film is animated. The film is an animated film. And Rise of Skywalker. Funny enough, Dom... Who Dom, who was uh, nominated for um, 1917, also nominated for Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Pretty cool. Uh, British short animation went to Grandad Was a Romantic. British short film went to Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone if you were a girl. And that was it. Obviously, um, you also had the award for uh, uh, Kathleen Kennedy for the BAFTA Fellowship. Well-deserved. A legendary producer. E.T., Indiana Jones, Star Wars, and bloody loads more films. Uh, and you had Andy Serkis uh, winning uh, an honorary award as well, which again, 
in a world where Andy Serkis has never been nominated for any of his epically brilliant performances is a crime. So what do I think does this mean for the Oscars? I think it means that we're going to get a relative clean sweep for 1917. I can't see many of those key awards. Um, I think we might get a shock in the leading actress category, potentially, um, we might see the best director being split between Bong Joon-ho um, getting best director and and 1917 getting best film. But, you know, this is going to be 1917's year. I think once again, once upon a time in Hollywood, we'll probably pick up one award for Brad Pitt and probably not much else. Um, I would hope that potentially a different film wins best animated feature film because... You know, How to Train Your Dragon 3, which I think was unbelievably good, was in that category for the Oscars. Well, let's just hope Taika Waititi also wins for uh, Jojo Rabbit, even though I'd like to see some of the others win. But I, th- I think, you know, I'd love to see Jojo Rabbit just because I like to see Taika Waititi get up there and, and do his thing again. So um, you can follow my colleague Ross, who's not on this podcast, but will be joining us back soon Um on all the socials, at Ross Boyask, and that will point you into the the direction of his film projects and and everything else that he is working on right now. You can find out more about me at www.philsquickreview.co.uk. Phil Quick Review with no S, so Phil Quick Review with no S. That's not Phil Quick Review with no S, that's Phil Quick Review on Twitter, and Ross and Phil Talk Movies on Instagram. We'll be back, no doubt, in a week or so, where if I'm not with Mr. Boyask, at least I will be breaking down the awards from next week's Oscars uh, to see if I was right. Side note, I'm never right when it comes to the Oscars. I'm normally always wrong. Thanks for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.